all these people who are saying OBS Streamlabs is trash and they plagiarize. OBS is bullshit. I, I just don't get why. We need OBS. The OBS don't want to fucking work. Is that why it just start? It just stands for old bullshit. Oh yeah, OBS old bullshit. But we're not here to talk about that. Welcome back <laughs> to the Space Audio Collective podcast. <laughs> Welcome. Yeah, I'm well, as always, Desi. Damn it, I blank mind blank. God damn, it. Desmond. Desi's dead, Robinson. <laughs> With me, as always, we've been traveling through the MCU, the multiverse of the MCU. Benita, the Agatha was right fan, Stan, Lavaria. Fucking 100%. 100%. Also, your local tipsy bougie. Tipsy bougie. Um. Got Tell- my little apple cider margarita right here. It's great. Yay. A- apple cider margarita. While I'm waiting until I get paid on the first. Yes. Um, unlike people who gets paid every two weeks or every other week, I gotta wait once a month. That sucks. Yeah. Which means a lot of planning, a lot of budgeting, but then a lot of me cursing into the atmosphere of you fucking scalpers. I hate you. 2019 was fine. We didn't have to worry about scalpers. All of a fucking sudden, 2020 hits. Pre-pandemic, scalpers is becoming the rise. I literally saw, me and my brother saw a dude coming out of fucking Hot Topic with 17 Funko Pops. That's not him collecting. That's That was not him mm-hmm. to collect. He's selling that shit on eBay or wherever the fuck you're going to sell it at. It's, I mean... It's a it's a timeless, probably the second oldest um, profession, because you know them scalpers they always have to just make money off of other poor dipshits out there like us. So fuck them. All right, fuck still remember oh my god this again showing my age but like when beanie babies were a thing like i feel like funko is just it's the new beanie baby just it's a it's better done because they got all that licensing money and shit um and in the funko shop in hollywood and uh one on times square but like i also fucking hate Funko Pops because like so many people will decorate their rooms but leave them in the box and I think that's like for me personally if this is to your taste that's fine you do what's best for you but me personally like if it's just gonna be left in the box forever like there's no point in you getting it unless you think it's gonna be worth money someday so you're just being an investor and first off not a collector first off fuck you i'm a collector my funko boxes my funkos are still in the box okay i'm not selling my shit again like i said if that's your thing you do you it's fine but it is just bulky and unsightly for me and all of my funkos 
You have OCD. Or out of the box because I want to look at them and enjoy them and bop their little heads if they've got the little fucking bouncy shit in it. And just be able to touch it and enjoy it and not just look at it in a box like it's a sad little prisoner. Because mm-hmm. that's what it is. It's a sad little prisoner. You're leaving it in the box like it's in fucking jail for the rest of its life and you're not going to do anything with it except pass it down to somebody else who's just either going to fucking donate it or maybe take it to Antiques Roadshow if that show is still going on however many fucking years down the line and they'll be like oh this Funko Pop is worth $3.25 now unless you find the blue congratulations Now, unless you find the collector, um, the collector book, and it lets you know the actual um, pricing for them, because I tell you later. So we found John Stewart. You wanna know how much he's going for? Fifty fucking dollars. Yeah, that's right now. Oh no 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 no! <laughs> this was six months ago, and he spent fifty dollars. Six my months. My whole example. Was speaking in the future, bro. It should be me. So no, he should be cheap by now. He should be cheap. That's what I'm saying. He should be cheap, not fifty dollars. Because now some scalper is gonna pick him up. Be like, oh, he's fifty. Let's double that. Yeah, no, I was fucking pissed because when they did the little shop of horrors bundle, I wanted the little fucking awesome Audrey two in the can, and people are selling that shit for a hundred and twenty bucks, and I'm like, look, I love me my Funko Pops, but I ain't dropping a hundred and twenty bucks on that thing, no matter how desperately I want tiny little fucking Audrey two in that little fucking can, so much it fucking hurts because it's so goddamn cute. One hundred and twenty dollars, cute? No, um, no. Lego. No. <laughs> I feel your pain because Lego made the firehouse, the Ghostbuster firehouse. It was affordable, two fifty. I could swing two fifty. That's that's two months I can save and get it by the third month. Mm, nah, it was not in the cards. Sold the fuck that out real shit, quick. I was gonna say in like one day that shit sold out. Mm. Normally Lego's smart. They're more smarter than all these other fucking companies who make low, very, very, very low fucking stock. So like three months later, you assume it's still there and it's not there. Lego's Lego's smart with this stuff, but mm. um, well, still by month two, their shit sells out so fast. But by month three, um, they were sold out, and then you're going as much as a fucking PS5. That makes no sense. I was going to spend literally a summer building the fucking firehouse. A good summer day. Dedicate a spot area in my room for the firehouse. Make sure it's blocked off from my cat. It makes sense. It's just, it's annoying how much it makes sense. Because obviously, like, grifter's going to grift. Yeah. <sighs> and that's, um, can all be blamed on George Lucas. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> so, George Lucas ruining childhoods for all time. Um, before we get to our Hawkeye reaction, um, I did the first five episodes of Cowboy Bebop. 
Um, I only did the first three, so I'm like, not, not doing any we're not coming. No spoilers. Um, I enjoyed it. I'm I'm enjoying it. I get why everyone dislikes it, and this is something that I finally something that I fucking learned, especially in the midst of our last episode, where it was just me and Chris. Instead of bitching about your childhood, you do fucking realize this is a this is a great concept. You there's the live action version where it's divided. Some people like it, some people dislike it, but then you have the anime right there on the same service that you're watching mm-hmm. the live action show. So if you hate something so much, do what I did for Avatar the Last Airbender. I turned off the movie. And went back and watched the damn show. Yeah. It, it totally mind blowing. I was like, oh my God. I'm finally growing it's, up. I'm finally growing up because I'm learning. Congratulations. I'm very proud of you. This is great progress. Thank you. Thank you. I'm trying. I'm very proud of you. I'm, I'm really trying. Because, you know, it's. <sighs> I think the thing with fandom. And I know we've talked about this, like, yeah. ad nauseum, is it's so personal to so many people. Like, you know, like, Bioware games were sort of my, like, antidepressant, you know? Like, when I was really fucking low, those were what I would put on to make myself feel better and just kind of escape their problems for a while. So those are very deeply personal games for me. But I'm also not going to lose my shit if someone's just like, oh, I could never get into Mass Effect. And I'm like, I get it. Like, trying to get past the fucking Citadel scene in the first Mass Effect game feels mm-hmm. like a slog. Mm-hmm. Like, absolute slog. So, like, I get it. But, like, there's just some people that it's very hard to separate their personal feelings. So, like, if someone says, like, oh, fucking Cowboy Bebop sucked, and they're going to be like, that is the greatest show ever made. I fucking love that with every fiber of my being. And so they take it as, like, a personal attack on themselves versus, like, just a critique mm-hmm. of the media mm-hmm. that they consume. Mm-hmm. And that's just... A big old problem. Um, and while, again, I'm only three episodes in to the live action, I think the core three so far Spike, uh, Faye, and um, Jet. Thank you. I was like, Bionic Man. I was like, why? Why? Um, Jet. They're great. Yeah. Like, I, Faye was only in the first episode for just like. 10 minutes but she already stole my fucking heart um i was really sad she wasn't in any of the next two episodes so i'm very excited for her to come back um i'm obviously best character of the show but um julia is horribly miscast in my opinion is it julia or julia it's julia Julia. right julia yeah julia Thank you. Um, her wig is terrible. Number one, it's, it's a bad wig. Uh, two, the actress is not great. Um, 
three I know they're trying to give her more of a story than in the anime because we literally only met her like the last two or three episodes in the anime and so I know they're like trying to expand on it but they're also not doing a really good fucking job for me personally because she's just another battered woman trope Mm. who's stuck in a shitty relationship because she had love once and was taken away um and then vicious i do not like the direction they're taking for vicious because he's the opposite of what he is in anime. Yeah, because like in the anime, they did, they didn't show him as much. And I'm not saying like showing him this as much as they are is a problem. And the actor, I think, is also doing his best with like the shitty stuff that he's been given. Um, right quick, I did not know he was British. I did not know he was British. That's oh actual yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's what I was like kind of excited, but also a little worried with his casting because I've seen him in movies where he can do that like subdued very well, and then I've seen him in ones where it's like he goes full ham, and right now he's definitely leaning more towards the ham, which I'm just like, Vicious is just that subdued psychotic where like you genuinely don't know like it's just like oh it he was just done so well like he was just quiet you didn't see that much of him so it was just this creeping horror and fear in the back of your mind all throughout cowboy bebop and here he's just kind of coming off a little bit more like petulant child like mustache trolling villain yeah but i will say <laughs> One of the things that did make me LOL was um, when he was putting a stop to the. Um, I love that I'm going Dune here and being like this news trade, which I know it's the red eye. Um, but like, and they were like, okay, and then we'll put the Fujis up in a hotel, we'll still give them the pay, we'll make sure they're taken care of, and then once we're good, we'll start it back up again, and, like, one of his henchmen's like, you want to do that? And he's like, of fucking course not. And then he starts just shooting him. Like, that, I was like, okay, that's a... That's a good joke. I feel like that's also a good, like, vicious joke. Because it's like... Thinking, like, he's gonna do one, and then... It was just, it was so dumb, it was great. It was my opinion of this just one scene and I wish it was just more bits like that so I'm hoping he gets better it's a very slim hope because I think he's going to stick with this thing and then I literally have zero hopes for Julia's character um so hopefully I'll be pleasantly surprised and she like knocks it out of the park later on um, I, I'm just I'm the only my only gripe with it is um, did you get to the episode where you meet Jet's um ex-wife? Because he talks yes. about okay, you got that, trip, and then that's how they keep Ein. 
But yeah, that trope, I got tired. I'm getting tired of the... If she left them, that's fine. The trope of the ex-wife is a capital B, but and she's always making the husband, which would be Jet in this case, jump through hoops just for their child. But the child sees that the father is actually doing well, and which means like at some point the child's going to be favoring the father than the mother instead of having... like. I was as much as I did not watch Black Lightning. What I loved about Black Lightning, even though the main character and the wife were divorced, they were cordial. They talked to one another. They did not bicker like we see with Jet. I understand this is different properties, but like they flipped over that divorced couple trope, and we're getting that divorced couple trope here, except for we like, and it's annoying. And it's now with the, it's a black man once again, and it's like for the love of God, why we keep doing this? Since 2021. See, Stop. The thing I hate, it's not so much that. Because, I mean, the trope can work. Because I feel like they did a good job with that trope in, like, Ant-Man. You know, it's mm-hmm. very understandable yeah. in Ant-Man why she would be like, what the fuck are you doing here? Like, oh yeah, come on. So this, yeah, I hate when they do the bitchy ex-wife, but I specifically hate this trope, and I think I hate it just because from my interactions, it is somewhat true. It's based in reality, so, like, I get it, but I also still fucking hate it because I think it's like, come on, you can be better at that. It's the person that's in service, whether it's police or military, and then their wife cheats on them. Yeah. Most of the time with the friend. Like, you were never here when I needed you. You were always doing your job and I suffered. And it's like, if you're going to do that trope, please do it in like the honest and meaningful way where you like really talk about like what a toll that will take on a spouse. Because mm-hmm. like, being separated for someone six to nine months out of a year every couple years is fucking hard it is hard on everybody so like and in jet's case he was injured and he lost a freaking arm and that happened show it just yeah don't do the stupid bitchy life trip like it's yeah yeah. So. Yeah. So, <laughs> on that one. <laughs> uh, but other than other than just that one specific thing, um, I get where people's complaining about with um Sid, but as anything, we have. I'm taking my time. This is one of the first times on a Netflix show. I'm taking my time going through something. Um. So. You know, like, like, I haven't like binged it. Binged it. I'm sort of like spacing it out which is kind of nice it's weird i also like the ability to binge but i think i also like the ability to like space it out to my pace i don't know it's very weird i just feel i'm tired of just binging shows i i I think and this is this would be a good transition to hawkeye i feel like the mcu (laughs) shows helped me like take my time to get through episodes now like wait week to week, so that's what I've been doing with um, Cowboy mm. Bebop. Going week to week with Cowboy Bebop. Mm-hmm. 
So like I'll do two episodes a week, and also the time um, the timing for Bebop. Some episodes are forty minutes. Some episodes are thirty minutes. Some episodes are fifty minutes, which is oh. just like wow. You can get through. You can literally get through Bebop if you want to. But I'm like, since I know how long each episode is, I'm like, all right, I'll just treat it like it's an MCU show. Do two here, yeah. and then go watch something else. So, for right now, tentatively, um, I say if you're a Bebop fan. Go in it with low expectations. Just go in it with a low expectation because they're yes, they're touching upon what has happened in the anime, but they're also expanding a lot. And they're yes, they are changing char- certain characters. I guess to better fit their story. It's so far. I get like you know, with me only being three episodes, and it's not as bad as people make it out to be. But it's also not, like, fantastic awesome. For me, it sort of just still falls into the realm of, like, meh, why did this have to be made? But, like, I think, again, the problem with, like, not so much remakes, but, you know, like, I guess it technically would be a remake, but, um, is especially in this case, like, Cowboy Bebop is such, like, an institution of anime and like because it only had that one season people hold it up to like that perfection pedestal type thing so it's a lot going against it and so far the show isn't like fully diverting to make their own new thing because that whole first episode was basically like what was it the first episode mm-hmm. of cowboy bebop I think, because, like, so much of that stuff was, like, shot for shot from the anime, and so it's, like, still shackled to the anime instead of, like, being its own thing Mm. with nods to the anime, you know? You know what I'm saying? I was say the highlight for me, wait, did you watch the bomb episode yet? Oh! Yes, that was with the um, the bareheaded guy. Yeah, right? I liked the opening yes. to that when Jet kept on hitting his head, and he kept on the theme going didn't didn't, didn't and then it went right into. Yes. I was like, that is a good way to. I was like, that was a. I had me going like, holy shit, that was awesome. There's like parts of it where I'm like, oh, if they only just like, oh. but like again, like. That's the thing with fandom. Like, fandom is just, again, it's so toxic. Um, no matter what fandom you're in, it's toxic. Because <laughs> people are toxic. Like, yeah. It's like always going to be those whiny crybabies. Like, and so I now think most studios are going to be like Disney and catering their shit to um I don't want to say bullshit fans but like it's gonna be like fucking Rise of Skywalker all over again you know mm-hmm. but it's like fucking easter eggs easter eggs oh you like nostalgia here's fucking nostalgia snort it like just 
right up in your face instead of you know being more last of the jedi ish where it's like fun little nods here and there but like trying to again break free and do its own thing that's why we got star wars visions to help us just a nice slice so. nice slice of another universe that has nothing to do with the Skywalker sock. I'm gonna just jump off my soapbox now. Okay, thank you. Jumping off from the sub from the soapbox right into the bullseye. Hawkeye. <laughs> I had to figure out how to transition. <laughs> from the soapbox to the pizza box. There you go. Pizza Dog is finally here. And he is glorious. I wanted to stab that. Well, I know we're jumping. You know, I don't want to jump because I was going to like, I wanted to stab that dude kicking Pizza Dog. I was like, bruh, bruh, I don't like hearing a dog yelp like that. Or, you know what? Mm-hmm. Hawkeye, give me your, give me your arrow. Just, mm-hmm. <laughs> just stabbing the shit. <laughs> like kicking that damn dog. I know it's, I know it's audio, which means the dog was not actually hit, but still. It's too real. It's too real. It's it's one of those sounds like we can't. I don't want to say we can't handle, but we can't handle it. You know, like animals in pain, babies in pain. You're like, no, ooh, no, ooh. But um, episode one, episode one was titled uh, "Hide and Seek." Oh, that's a good name. I didn't even pay attention to the names of the episodes. That's a good name. Uh, 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 am I right or am I wrong? Hmm? What did you think of episode... Uh, no, that was episode two. God damn it. <laughs> what? Never Meet Your Wait, Heroes. episode two was Hide and Seek? Yeah, episode one was Never Meet Your Heroes. Oh. I mean, that also makes sense, too. I feel like hide-and-seek makes a bit more sense, especially with the wine cellar scene, but mm-hmm. it's cool. So, what did you think of Hawkeye, the first two episodes? Okay, to the surprise of no one, fucking love it. Obviously. Like, uh-huh. I'm just... The Mad Fraction series is one of my favorite comic book series of all time and led again to my vast disappointment with MCU Hawkeye um but they actually made me care like a smidge about MCU Hawkeye which I was very surprised about and Hayden Steinfeld is I think Pure perfection as Kate Bishop. She's great. She's a great actress. We all know this. We all should know this. Um, and the subtle nods to the comics is again what I want in my adaptations. It's the things you notice that you're like, oh, I know that from the comics. Where you can just get that little jolt of serotonin mm-hmm. talk about it with your friends um 
and then hypothesize about shit. It's great. It's great. Vera Farmiga, great. Ooh, Vera Farmiga. That dress, not great. That red dress, I do one complaint. That red dress did her no favors. Um, it, that was. You was not feeling. Was, you was not feeling the. You was not feeling that dress. No, not a good look. And it like it's fair for me that like it doesn't take much to make her even more beautiful than she already is. But like, I don't know what that fucking moo moo monstrosity was. But the line no. that I need to find that quote she told Kate because I was like. Oh, I felt that quote. Oh, I can't find it. I'm par- I'm gonna I'm gonna paraphrase it. You was born rich. I was not. You got the both the best of both worlds. So don't expect. And then she just went on like I just cut everything out. So you got to learn. Mm. I was mm-hmm. like I was like oh damn that and, and that's why yeah. I'm for me. Like you give her a line that's gonna hit and it's gonna hit you. Yeah, they hit me. I was like, I'm not rich, and I felt that shit. You give her any fucking random line. You give her the, I'm just a lovely bunch of coconuts, Steve D, and she'll make that sound amazing. Mm-hmm. And you're going to be like, uh-huh, yeah, I'm just a bunch of lovely coconuts. Uh-huh, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, like the connection, um... I'm still okay so I'm still and I know I mentioned this before but I desperately hope that her mom is fucking Madam Mask because that would be so fucking great I I think oh it would be so good since since Feige retconned so Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. has no connections to the MCU anymore because Madam Mask was shown in Agents of Shield. Now that it's no, yep. Yeah, now that she's no longer connected to the MCU, this we could see Vera Farmiga slowly become that iconic MCU villain. I can see that. Happening. Yeah. I would, and it would just make it so much more personable to like Kate. Mm-hmm. Like just oh, it would be, it would be great. I am interested to see if um, oh fuck, what's his name? Jack Ducard. Jack Ducard. I can't pronounce his last name, but Ducard. Yeah. I know he's swordmaster, sword, swordsman, whatever. Swordsman, swordsmaster is some kid. Um, kid of Um, I'm interested to see if they have like a tie between him and Hawkeye like they do in the comics um or if you know he's just gonna be like super rando dude um I'm wondering are we going to since it's been five years I'm gonna assume this since we saw Kate as a young girl at the start of the episode seeing the <laughs> the battle of New York literally there um, being mm-hmm. inspired by Hawkeye, I'm going to assume that Kate and her mother and 
and then Jack was not dusted with everyone else because Kate says she's 22. So I'm going to assume she was the same age as Peter Parker in 2012. So it makes sense why Peter would be younger than Kate. So I'm going this is my theory. We're entering the okay. now. I'm assuming her and her mother were not dusted, including Jack. So which means Hawkeye, to go to, to piggyback on yours, probably Clint did meet um, Jack at some point and probably learned some swordsmanship. Because I didn't see no swordsmanship from Hawkeye in all these his MCU appearances. <laughs> like, not at all. Now all of a sudden, in Endgame, this motherfucker's a fucking samurai. So that's my theory. I, I think I he knows Jack. Don't know, cause just with the wibbly wobbly timey wimey stuff of the MCU, their present day is in the future for us. Mm-hmm. So it's like I don't know, like twenty twenty five. Or some shit like that, 2026 for that, some weird shit. Like, and, and the only reason why I also feel that I feel the, uh, like Hawkeye might know him and is what and why she, I feel very, very make it, um, her, her and Katie get dusted. That line she said before they went to the banquet, they expect us rich to pay for people who was gone or the um, the, the, the or the poor. I was like, damn, you. Like I have a list of a Republican. Mm-hmm. I was like, I have a list of people from these MCU shows who is an asshole. So far, right now, at number one is Jack and, and Vera Farmiga. <laughs> at number one, um, Mister U.S. Agent got knocked down. I'm sorry, because I was like, you think they're worse uh, than we, we, U.S. Agent? Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. We're not, we didn't, we didn't, we want to start talking about episode two? You want to start, I, was, I, was, I don't oh, know oh. why you're telling me to hold on. I'm just asking what. So far, I, 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 actually, I, something I should have clarified before we started recording. So we're going to treat episodes one and two as one whole thing, or we're going to do like episode one first or then episode two? I mean, yeah, I, I assumed Okay. that. So we're going to do the whole thing. Okay. So when we get to episode two, is that, is that, is that, hi, Harley. Hi. She's on the desk. (laughs) Um, damn you, Harley. Um, okay. It's, well, how about like, okay, let's take a step back. Okay. Real quick. Okay. Cause I just want to again, address how one of the storylines for the Matt fraction uh, thing was an auction where they were um, auctioning off a video that shows Clint uh, murdering somebody. Obviously, would be very bad if that got out. Um, so that was one of the whole storylines for one of the series in that. So I loved how this one was just like a slightly different take on it. Because it was the Ronin sword, which I didn't even know fucking collapsed in on itself. I don't remember that from Endgame, so it makes that sword even cooler. Because um, I really don't remember them 
showing that thing collapsing ever. How many times have you seen Endgame since it came out? Oh, I think I just watched it a few months ago. Here's the damn cat. And sorry, audience, you can't see it, but Bonita will be able to see it. Harley getting in the fucking way of my mic. Mm-hmm. Right, um, our um, fourth podcast member, because I'm pretty sure Tink is somewhere near Benita right now. Oh yeah, she's curled up. Um, on my clean clothes, because you know how cats love to lay on your stuff after they are freshly laundered. Yeah, um, Harley's laying on top of my skateboard, and she dropped the mic. Now your ass is in my face. Ah! Okay. That was the cat portion of the podcast. Mm. Welcome to the pets portion of Space this. Now back to Hawkeye. Now back to Hawkeye. Um, but then, like, his outfit and so... <laughs> just the whole fight scene. Okay, so number one, Tracksuit Mafia... I fucking love these guys. Like, bro, they are so good. They are so much better on screen than I had even hoped for. Mm -hmm. Because I was like, you gotta get like that just bumbling idiot, scary psychopath down. Like, ugh. Um, those are strong ass wine battles. I tell you that. So good, but even the fact that like they showcase that. She's, well, she knows how to fight. All of her fighting basically has been in a practice ring. So, like, she doesn't have any real-world training. So, like, that first fight was just great showcase of, like, I have never been in a live-action fight mm-hmm. outside of a fucking dojo before. Like, oh, my God. Um, that whole thing where she tried to do... Like, I guess Black Widow thigh move? I don't know. I don't know why all women in movies have a fucking weird thigh move like that. Um, Blame the WWE. And it doesn't doesn't really work because then the fucking bar falls from the ceiling. But it still works accidentally, which is just great. I also love that, like... The suit is oversized on her, so it doesn't look great on her because it was made for a dude. And I'm like, yes, thank you, because I'm so tired of movies that are like, oh, I'm going to put this on and it's going to look fine and normal. And it's like, no, it's going to look awkward as fuck because it's season five made the, for a dude. Season five of The Flash. Audience, if you watch The Flash... All seven seasons, you'll know. Continue. Um, yeah, so that's like, that was it. And then I like how it flips it a little bit. So she's the one that saves Pizza Dog instead of Clint. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just, yeah, their first meeting is great. <clears throat> oh, excuse me. Um, I had a mouthful of pepperoni. Um, I was unbelievably hungry before we started recording. I should have had pizza delivered because then we could. It, 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 
I'll say Catch this. Catch thing. Because yeah, um, we have done episodes where I was eating ice cream through the whole episode. That was a fun episode. And we also done episodes like Benita sipping, like, once again, sipping on a fancy bourgeois apple cider margarita. It's pretty tasty. Tis the season and all that shit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, you're in tis the season. I'm still planning to get white girl trace, white white girl wasted. Cha cha cha. All right. Um, the one that took off his mask when he was running away, I think he ended up becoming that clown-looking um villain. Yeah, if they ever put that fucking face paint on him, I'm gonna shit bricks. Also, I'm very nervous for grills. Very nervous. You don't, you don't, you know. Like, bro, we, he didn't, we, we're D&D. He didn't have it. We get it. He didn't have a good ending in the comics. It's very sad. Oh, no. We'll let and people express. We'll let people express. I'm very worried. Because he's just, he's a sweet little, he's a sweet little LARPer. A firefighter LARPer. You think they're gonna go full? And I. You think they're gonna full go? I wouldn't fucking doubt it. They're like, look how fun this guy is. He like, look how awkward he is around hot guy. The fact that they had him call him hot guy, like, oh my god, I just my heart. You think my gonna, heart? You think they're gonna go full adaptation and kill him off? If they're having him call him hot guy like they did from the comics, yeah, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if he's gonna be there doing his grand thing like he did in the comics, where he's like, "Fucking come let's have some hot dogs, fucking hamburgers, let's do this, bro," and then fucking stupid shithead comes up behind him, and like when Hawkeye's walking up, and I'll be like, "Oh, I hope you like fucking Mountain Dew," and then boom, there he is, dead in his backyard. He also said, call me Clint. See you, Clint! I think that... Oh, actually, that's a good indicator right there when the hero tells you you can call him by his real name instead of calling him by his hero name. I'm just... Hey! Mm. Yeah. Mm. Wow. Fine. I'm see, fine. It sees I didn't get that far. My binary, if you will. But also shows... Or... Maybe I should call it a B-Fury because I'm scared... That that's gonna happen. Well, your boy didn't get that far in the comics, so spoilers. Oh, I'm cool with spoilers. I'm just like you, one of two brothers on the show, because we meet the detective that wants to talk with Cape, and I'm like, one of you two are about to get excommunicado, put six feet in the ground, and I'm worried for you both. Mm. I did, I did enjoy him. I hope we see more of him because he was also a little buddy of Kate's. But in, I think it was when she went to California, if I remember correctly. For West Coast and uh, this show, This show makes me want to, I'm going to have to go reread it again. So here is a, um, a little uh, East Egg for you. Kate's aunt is Moira, Moira Brandon. In the comics, Brandon is an aged former film actress, which we got a hint of in um, her apartment where Kate and um, Clint got them hide out 
after her apartment got burned. Um, she's a former actress. Um, she sold her home to the Avengers so they can use as their West Coast headquarters, hence the West Coast Avengers um, reference, um, where Kate and Clint formed the new version of the West Coast Avengers um, in the newer, I would say, what, 20... 15, 16? I don't remember. Um, There's been so many West Coast Avengers iteration. It's just... Yeah. Um, it's like the Young Avengers pick one, you know? Yeah. Um, back in the 90s, she also helped um, Hawkeye and Mockingbird, Hawkeye's first wife. Well, only wife. Either way. His wife, Mockingbird, get back together. And they made Myra, Moira... An honorary Avenger. Wasn't like upon her death or something? I was gonna. I, I did. Like she I, was I, dying, I, and they were like, "You're an Avenger." It's like, oh yes. I, I wasn't gonna. Thank you for killing the Christmas spirit. I was not gonna put it in there. I was gonna oh, Bob Harkin humbug. <laughs> I wasn't gonna put it in there. <laughs> um, I like the fact that okay, let's move on. Try to move on. Yeah. Um, I like when Kate was like, I didn't know you was deaf, and he was like, How did you lose your hearing? And then we get the montage of everything Clinton has been through. Yes. And I was like, If those first couple did not make him lose his hearing, him being in the middle of the explosion in Endgame, that definitely would cause his hearing loss. Yeah, I did appreciate that because I mean, you know, it would be kind of fucked up to see someone like stab him in his ears with his own arrows. You're like, oh fuck, Ooh. what? No, no. <laughs> that I, I don't do, know. That I do remember from the Hawkeye comic because he he took his own arrow and just went blam, so he won't hear that. Yeah. I was like, oh, even for a comic book, that was just oh fuck. Okay, so one of the things I was upset about now don't get me wrong i did enjoy that whole fucking scene with the molotov cocktails and her really fucking nice apartment mm -hmm. like i know they were trying to make that look like a shitty apartment i'm like bitch that is a great apartment i know right what the fuck what the fuck I'm i would kill for that apartment all of that fucking space are you kidding me next to a piece of shit Right next right? to a pizza shop. Right. That was my that was my thought when I was growing up. Like if you lived above a restaurant, you fucking made it. Like that was like the end all be all. Like, yes, I live above this great restaurant. I'm so fucking cool. Here's the thing. I um, still have that thought. I still have that damn thought. I'm thirty six years old. I still have that thought. I want, I want to live above a restaurant. Well fucking love it. I would love it. Um and so, like, him catching the fucking Molotov cocktail, as we saw before, mm -hmm. it was great. But it would have been so much fucking funnier if they had taken that scene from the comics where it's, like, naked Clint, like, diving through his apartment to, like, this, all of this shit to try and find his arrows and stuff to like form a counterattack as he's just completely nude. It's still one of the funniest fucking scenes in comics. Um, 
I think. And I hope something like that could still happen. I, I do. But probably not. But I do like what we got. Because a lot of people was complaining about Linda Carlin. And I wanted, I probably wanted, they wanted to like keep her, like, like we can't tell you if she's in it. You got to wait and see. But I do like the back and forth between Clint and his wife. Like, she knows instantly Black Widow and Hawkeye's playbook. Yeah. Like, when, when, see, when, I get, like, mm-hmm. supportive wives. Amazing. Like, don't get me, I still fucking hate that Clint has kids and a family. Yeah. Um. I was really hoping they do like, like the ultimate. Um, Hawkeye, where he lost his family. Yeah, like it didn't make me hate it. Like I still like enjoy them. I fucking love Linda Cardellini. Um, but like they're kind of doing that little trophy thing with his daughter, where she's like pissed off that he's like, "Oh, you're gonna miss Christmas," which like I also get, like totally understand parents missing major holidays a lot not making time for you is awful um i just wish they wouldn't keep doing this fucking trope because they always do this fucking trope with like the heroic men you know don't watch superman and lois I had not planned on it at all. It's it's worse times ten because not only Superman gets it, Lois gets it from their son. The last good adaptation of the relationship between Clark Kent and Lois Lane was the motherfucking animated TV show. No, oh, yeah, yeah. And I- Will not take any questions on you, that. And you want to know why it was great and why Hawkeye was always great? They didn't have had kids. That's true. That's the only reason why the dynamic between Clark and Lois was great and why Hawkeye people love Hawkeye. He didn't have no kids. Now Kate was a kid adjacent, but it was like, I'm gonna train you. You want to take my name? Just that this whole scene where she's like, "I'm 22," was fucking great. Like. <laughs> I just, but that, I really enjoy when they do, like, the new coming in with the old, and then the old, like, sort of being reminded of, they're like, fuck, I'm old. Like, But we still got the parent, that, that good parental part from Clint, though, when Kate messed up her dressing on the cut on her forehead, and he just came in and was like, this mm-hmm. is how you do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he was like, Kate was like, we're gonna we gotta go to like a Secret Avenger compound to get all the stuff. He's like, no, we're here at a convenience store. We got all we need here. <laughs> he was like, mm. but like to reinforce that Tony sold it, so the like Avengers Tower is no longer Avengers Tower. We still don't know what Avengers Tower is, so they're like planting that little. A seed. Seed. And I'm just like, if it is fucking Kang, I'm gonna lose my shit. Um. 
Everybody was that, like, we're probably going to find great. out Spider-Man. No, we're not. We're not going to find out Spider-Man, so stop. Um, but, like, even their, their banter through this whole episode was just great. And then, like, I know I'm jumping ahead a little bit, but when she first tried to call him, and then, like, she leaves a message, and then she's like, should I call him again? I probably shouldn't call him. No, I'm going to call him again. Like, hmm. just that awkwardness. Hmm. I always love the awkward little interactions like that because yeah like you meet a hero an icon like her whole reaction to just meeting him was great like when she first met him it's like just the whole starstruck thing yeah is great and then to have them give you their phone number like what what if you call me i will block you oh just so good and then of course obviously her being really smart to use her mom's company to track him down but just i love i just i love that they did the scene from avengers with natasha when she was first opening up and she's tied to a chair and like they think they're interrogating her but like She's like, no, you're giving me, like, everything I fucking need. Like, same energy. Yeah. When they kidnapped him. Just. So good. Until Kate then drops through the ceiling. But that quip, though. So good. So we're never bring a gun, never bring a bow to a gunfight. Okay. Now I know. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. <laughs> and of course, Clint was just like, "God damn it!" I'm very intrigued for Echo. Love to learn more. I can't wait. See more from her. Well, she's gonna um, the show. I swear to God, if Vincent D'Onofrio just comes waltzing through his kingpin again, I will lose my shit. I will shit bricks. Like there will be so much shit brick. Like. Just like, like, don't play with my emotions, man. Don't play with my emotions. I will die. Cause I I do remember because I do remember people was telling me there was a part in the Hawkeye comic where oh. him and Kate had to infiltrate this rich um auction where they were selling off um the doctored video of him killing someone. Yeah. Because um, but I mentioned before, yeah. But it was Kingpin was in there, Swordsman was there, and then uh, Kate's mother Moira, not Moira, um, Kate's mother was there, but she was in fully like Madam Mask mode. So, you think it's a possibility we could see that? Because I know we do, we do see like in the trailer we see Clint and Kate in. I think Kate is in a suit as well. We do so we. Are aware they're going to go into an auction at some point, but I wonder if we're going to actually. Uh, well, see in it. the comics, her mom isn't Madame Mask. Oh, she's um, not. No, okay. Madame Mask, completely different character. Okay. I was just saying, within this storyline, it would be great if Madame Mask was her mom. Okay, okay. Um, because Madame Mask is. <laughs> I don't want to say main antagonist, but she's a big antagonist with uh, Kate Bishop. Um, but 
like I we've already gotten that scene. We're not I don't we're not I don't think we're gonna get like another I mean I'm not saying we're not not gonna get another action scene because we could because I feel like that's gonna be the big reveal is where mom's like, Oh, I am a black market auctioneer. Ha <laughs> ha Um But like I don't know if they're gonna do anything with like the video of Hawkeye. I could be wrong. So this makes But it, I don't think so. This is this makes it interesting because technically he was in, in, because, in the original story of the original story of origin of Hawkeye, he was a villain before he became a hero. Here mm-hmm. we actually technically we know more about Clint's backstory, but it was always tied to Nat. Well, to Black Widow. And then we see what happens what happened to him during well, we didn't fully see, but we know what leads up to him becoming Ronin and Endgame. We don't know a right. lot about his prehistory becoming working for Shield and then that what he specifically did during that five year time gap that led to uh Black Widow finding him in Japan. So I want to see more. I mean, we know what he we know what he did in that five year time gap. He uh, murdered a bunch of people over and over and over again. Like, but did he? Um, what I'm trying to say, like, did he probably and, met someone become Ronin? No, I don't think so. I mean, so technically, comic book wise, first Ronin was not Clint. Um, I think it was Echo. Yeah, I think Echo was the first Ronin. Um, but the whole reason he wants to get his Ronin thing back is because he... It's very similar to what it is in the comics with the video of him murdering somebody. Where it's like, oh, if this gets out, like, it's going to be very bad. So it's like, this is a tie to him and his murderous five-year rampage and so if it gets out it can lead back to him and his family obviously he doesn't want that and so that was the whole big deal of him getting this costume back so he can just tie up the loose ends and he let himself get captured by the tracksuit mafia because he thought he dealt with them, but obviously he didn't. And we'll find out more in tomorrow's episode. To which I cannot wait. I'm so excited. Because I think these are, the next episode is going to be 40 minutes long. Now, I see a lot of people <laughs> complaining about that, but I'm like, it's 40 minutes. It's, it's a good chunk of your time gone. There's no commercials here. Just the opening credits and then the show. And that's about it. I'm just so excited because I just feel like it's going to be that one where, you know, that scene we got of them in the car. Mm-hmm. And she's like, there's arrows more dangerous than that. And I'm going to be like, oh, yes. Yes, 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 yes. Give me more of whatever this fucking shit is. So we'll find out if we'll get any connections to Daredevil. I hope so. 
Because there's only four more episodes left. Well, after after tomorrow's episode three. Mm, can't wait. This is a good way to kick off the holidays. Mm-mm. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna say I'm gonna give Hawkeye an introductory eight point five. Nice. For the first two episodes, eight point five. I'm also very excited because you're using the 10 scale instead of that 5 one you always want to use. Uh, I too will also be giving it an 8.5 out of 10. Some things that was like... Sorry, We got the hints of sort of more snarky Clint because we have little hints of him here and there but he was kind of like sort of like dumb shit snarky you know like or not dumb but like it felt very forced like forced snark you know um so just to kind of see and reinforce that like he has that that he's a dude he's just a man he has no superpower and and i know most people was complaining like why he doesn't want to like he like I said he's just a dude with no powers and he has a family why do he want brand recognition like everyone else yeah that whole oh my god and like we didn't even touch on the musical but shit was fucking funny and then you get to that part where the little girl dressed up as black widow weighs a hawkeye and he's just like i'm just like all right i got to get out of here Oh, the dude that we didn't talk about at the start, asking for Clint's autograph, like, really, he's not two stalls away. No, he's directly next to him, mm-hmm. asking for his picture. You holding your dick in your hand, asking another man with a dick in a hand for an autograph. Like, common fucking courtesy. But that is the capacity. Of dumb shit white dudes. Like, I'm, I'm gonna tell you a story. I met Jim Lee. Now I was at Long Beach Comic Con, and I see I'm on the second floor, getting to a, going to an adult swim panel, and I see Jim Lee off in the corner sketching to himself. I was like, I think this is his like one moment of like not being bothered. I'm not gonna go up to him and bother him. Walk past him, like he was just anyone else. I waited till I was my brother got me in line to get some things autographed, and I saw him, and I was like, "I saw you on the second floor. I didn't want to bother you." He was like, "Thank you." He was like, "He said I only got only got get 15 minutes of personal time." He was like, "Thank you for now." I was like, "No problem." Didn't charge me for an autograph, and I have to find a fucking sketchbook because he did sign my uh, sketchbook. See, that's the right way of not approaching celebrities instead of with this dick I think someone yeah. on, the, on, the, on the cast was on the casting was like this is what we deal with celebrities deal with fandom let's put it in it's just it's one of those things where it's very hard for people to forget that celebrities are people because we have the tendency to put them on pedestals mm-hmm. um we build up our own little fantasy of like who we think they are in our head and so 
meeting them in real life is never gonna match what we think and we just have a bad habit of yeah just kind of forgetting basic human decency um because again your personal feelings come into it and so you're so excited to meet someone that you kind of forget yourself a little bit and then might get a little annoyed at them for being like hey no man i'm really tired (laughs) (laughs) i just want to go home with my chinese food okay okay Mm. i can go with some chinese food right now yeah shit sounds so fucking good i haven't had sushi in over two years oh god sushi sounds so fucking good spicy tuna roll Oh, I have to pay rent tomorrow, so that'll have to be our next paycheck. Fucking rent. Yeah, my landlord went up to eighteen hundred for my rent. Oh, fucking dick bags. Yeah, and if he <laughs> if he has the gall to say happy holidays, I may be out of a home. I'm gonna slap him. I'm gonna slap him. Don't, don't take my $1,800 and be like, happy holidays. I'm just going to haul off and slap you. Oh, and that's why I could never move back to California. <laughs> like, I, mean, I mean, Denver's on its way to being just as fucking expensive. But... You going to hear some sleigh bells ringing, all right? Sleigh bells have that fucking change in my pocket that's left over after paying you fucking rent, bro. Ring a ding ding, you're about to get slapped. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, throw it into a sock. Let's go. I found an Asian soup. There's a lot popping up more and more around uh, around me. There's, oh, there's, nice. there's an H Mart near where my brother works. There, mm-hmm. There's one near my old alma mater, and then there's a Tokyo Central. <gasps> nice. We just have. What is it? I think it's H-Mart and Pacific Coast? Pacific Fish Mart? I was... My brain's failing me right now. It's fine. I found this... Mo- it's, it's been a minute, and I finally found it, and Tokyo Central has it. I promised my brothers I was going to I was gonna make um, homie mac and cheese again this mm. tomorrow and buy some chicken to go with it. Mm-hmm. Brother went to Tokyo Central. I found the ice cream. It's matcha green tea ice cream with a sliver of chocolate on it, but it's um, with matcha as the um as the as a cover covering it. It's an ice cream mm-hmm. sandwich only sold in Korean mm-hmm. stores. And I was like, oh, I found it. That like, just sounds good. I was like, mm. think about your brothers. Think about your brothers. Dang I was like, it! Oh, fuck I'm gonna have to huff it out to H Mart. Um. Oh my god, all those pockies I found. And then dumplings on dumplings and steam rolls. I have to buy a steamer yeah. for these steam rolls. For these for the uh, I, I might, oh, I, I'm actually just gonna buy some rolls, some steam rolls and not have a steamer to actually steam them. I'm actually kind of getting like genuinely surprised because like the you know, quote unquote like 
international section of a lot of the grocery stores around me is getting a lot broader. Like, they're having, like, more options mm. instead of, you know, they're like, oh, yes, um, this jar of chili peppers is Mexican and this top ramen, that's Asian. Like, we're getting, like, good fucking type shit and sauces and stuff, so... Yeah, I would um, love grocery stores to expand more. Please and thank you. It just goes according to the area because um, my food for less over here is more catered to like they know it's predominantly Latin and then black and then white and then we're going down the line. So I'm, I'll see a lot more of that and then just a very small section in the in the sauce oil aisle just for Asian specific and I'm like well, at least I can get some sesame seed oil and fish oil right here. <laughs> But if I go to Tokyo Central or H Mart, there's a full aisle where I can just run down the aisle like I'm Homer Simpson. Like, I can buy this, I can buy that, I can buy this. Which I'm trying not to do, trying not to break the bank. Oh, the bib and bops from H Mart are just so good. And you want to know what makes them even better? Mm. It's like the next day, after, you know, they're like, if... They survive the next day because I always usually have to buy two of those packs because I could just eat one of them in one sitting because they're that good. But like, if you um, use them for breakfast and like scramble up some eggs, so like whisk them up in the bowl and then dip them in the eggs and then cook them on the stove, so it's like it has that egg coating oh, around it i hate eggs so oh. good so good my friend that's all of you that's all you my friend that's all you i can't stand the eggs i can't stand the smell the taste the texture the, the only time i ever have to use the egg is if i'm making brownies which i made not too long ago and to give an update on the brown s'mores brownies brownies never again i am not cooking them ever again it is so rich my teeth didn't hurt, but I had a fucking sugar high. Yeah, those don't sound good at all. I haven't had a sugar high since I was 10. I'm now realizing I'm getting older. I can't have all this good confectionery goodness. So, while it was good... S'mores? S'mores? Anything that is not s'mores? With, I think that only exception being moon pies pop tarts because moon pies are disgusting oh get um, the hell out of here you know we're ending the podcast moon it, I'm, I'm s'mores no moon pies are gross moon pies are gross moon pies is the best they are they are disgusting they are delicious no, we're not doing the slender. We're not doing the slender. We was we was doing good. Oh, we're, we're gonna do no. We're gonna do slander. We're, we're not slandering moon pies. All right, we're not. Sl we're not yeah. sl slend slandering the moon pie. You know, sir, I would like to just reiterate that when you were like, eggs are disgusting. I didn't be like, no, sir. Eggs are great. You can have them fucking soft-boiled. You can have them hard-boiled. You can have them deviled. You can have them scrambled. I could have gone full, like, Bubba Gump. Forrest Gump. Yeah. Yes, thank you. Bubba Gump. 
tell you all the different ways you could have had eggs, how wrong you are for not liking them, but I didn't because I'm also like, hey, it's okay. Not everyone's going to like it. And we've known Chelsea and at least a decade. Moon pies are that one fucking thing. They are the snake of the food world. There is not one single person on this planet that's just like, oh, I don't really give a shit about moon pies. You can like them, you can don't like them. No, it's either you fucking love them or you fucking hate them. There's no in-between with moon pies, and they are disgusting. The Snape of the snack world. Well, mm-hmm. shit. Mm-hmm. I was going to give that title to Little Debbie, but fucking hell. See, you can't give that to Little Debbie because Little Debbie is not a snack. She is a snack company, so you have to be more specific I think about all what the, you're talking no, about. I think all Little Debbie snacks are trash. To Little Debbie. I think all Little Debbie snacks are trash. They're dry and they're terrible. Okay. I mean, whatevs. I know you. I know you want to rage. I know you want to rage. Uh, but I'm just picturing. I mean, I don't because like I'm, I'm just no, gonna go on. out and buy some fucking Christmas trees and be like, I think they're great. I think, and then I, I, okay. happily eat my little Christmas trees um, with some eggnog and just be perfectly satisfied because it's a delicious little Debbie Christmas tree and a drink made from eggs. Uh, you know what I'm picturing right now. You sipping on your, you're still sipping on your margarita, and you're just like, it's whatever. <laughs> I'm actually folding laundry right now. Tink, uh. <laughs> <laughs> she moved, and so that was, I was like, this is my chance now. <laughs> Go time. Fold. <laughs> well, I, can't give her, I can't give her any more time. As soon as she leaves, we'll have to pounce on it. Oh, she's going to jump right back up. And then. Like, you, you, you're holding the conversation, pulling the clothes, but keeping your eye on the door to make sure Ting doesn't roll up on oh. you again. Uh-huh. 100%. Multitasking. <laughs> and this is why women are better than us men. That's what this show. This, that's what the title of this episode could be called. It's just marvelous multitasking. You know what? Marvelous multitasking. <laughs> <laughs> I know me. So, <laughs> there we go. Girl, she's fucking eyeing my little stack of clothes now. Mm-hmm. Bam. Mm-hmm. I see you. Marvelously multitasking. <laughs> uh, so we're gonna get out of here once again um we're gonna send a shout out to one race squared he's healing up um to update in this review we need um i don't know the extent of what happened but i'm still asking when he gets um more better to talk about it um he got hurt um he had surgery not too long ago um, oh, shit. so he's resting up for right now oh okay well yeah sending all love and thoughts so shout out to you ray we did talk about a little bit of asian supermarkets because we know we love that <laughs> so that was for you and then um but all the asian food that me and benita gonna eat i'm sorry man when we get to seattle to hang out with you one day we'll hook you up but 
in this case, but he's going to order sushi and I'm going to get my dumplings. He's probably also going to be really mad because I think I just realized that I called it Fippenbop, but I think it's Kimbap is the actual name for those little like fake sushi rolls. But like I mentioned before, my brain is becoming slowly more and more um, not smart as this pandemic reaches on. So my synapses are not firing at full capacity right now so i apologize but i think it's it's kim is the correct term for those little <laughs> fake sushi rolls and let's get her up and get out of here and get some food because i am not more hungry than i was before <laughs> <laughs> enjoy your weekend folks till the next episode have a good one <laughs>